I'd like to, um, before introducing the Abbas, and I'd like to take one more moment to thank, uh, I don't see him here, uh, Joey. I want to thank Joey Zimmerman for helping us this morning. I also want to thank Eric Berkowitz for helping us this morning. I want to thank anybody who sponsored, <coughs> and we had one anonymous sponsor who sponsored uh, the entire breakfast here this morning for Rafua Shalema. And, uh, and finally, uh, I would also like to thank uh, Mera, who set up this morning. And um, there's another person who needs a special thank you, uh, Chaim Berger. I don't know if he left already or, or, or not, but uh, he'll listen to this. Chaim Berger, we're thanking you, Chaim, for all the, all the uh, t- uh, technology that he's brought in to help uh, disseminate the Shurim uh, through all the new technology that has uh, arrived for Klai Yisrael to help everybody be able to learn in their cars and in their homes. As I mentioned earlier, something called a Chavrashas, we bar Hashem a to have an Adam Gadol in our midst, who is a person who is, uh, uh, is familiar with Shas. Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Schwartzlita has been giving Dafyemi Shir in the Shul for, uh, into the double digits. As Rabbi Eichenstein, uh, down the street, once said, when, when many people in Chicago began learning Dafyemi maybe 25 years ago, he said that Dafyemi is the biggest mechutzef in the world. It brooks no excuses. It takes no excuses. And every morning, Rabbi Schwarzschlitte is here early in the morning, from the first people into the building, before all the learning and all the davening starts for the whole day. And what he brings to Akihila with his limud, with his midos, with everything that he has done for Kal Yisrael for all the decades that he has been here, it is only apropos and fitting that at the first, the seam of the first parak of, of Shas Padaf Ashvua, that we should ask Rabbi Schwarzschlita to, 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 to lead us with, uh, with Divrei Hadrin. And the bracha is that uh, no one knows what can happen in this world with Vias HaMashiach. That, uh, that uh, we should have Rabbi Schwartz with us and we should all be together, Bez Hashem is Baruch, to Messiah Shas, even Apid Avashua. Say Amen, Rabbi Say, that's a very big bracha. We should be Zaychet here, Divrei Torah, at that time as well. So, Kovit Godel to present Rabbi Schwartz. Rabbi Cohen, for your uh, wonderful words and also public acknowledgement for everything that you do with the shul. Uh, specifically, it was announced that you uh, celebrate 20 years of being the Murad Asa of Hadash uh, Yeshurun, and we see the remarkable accomplishments that basically have to do with your leadership and impressing everybody with the importance of Liman HaTera. Uh, I always felt that in learning any Blad Gemara, above and beyond the, the intensity of what is discussed in any rabbinic text, in any text in Shas, that you also have to learn Halacha Lamaisa from almost anything, regardless what it is. First, Halacha Lamaisa, I'm going to tell you from, from Brachas, which you just might have learned last week, is it says there on Daf... Yud Beis Omid Beis that Bikshu Likvoa Pashas Pashas uh, uh, Bilam in Kriyishma. They wanted to put 
Pasha's Bilam into Krishna because it had all the elements that are spelled out that are necessary for, for remembering about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, belief in Hashem, and so forth. But the Gemara answers, why did they do, didn't they do it? It will be too long, and it will be an imposition on the Tzibur. So that's a lesson for me today, you know, saying a few words. I want to be involved in Torah Tzibur. You have to remember that. That's a, well, a lot of people sometimes don't realize that when they get up to speak or wherever it is, there's a Tzibur Tzibur. It's a halachic aspect. has to do even why we don't add, add Elias during the weekday. Well, why can't we add a Hashafa on Monday and Thursday? And the answer basically is Torah Tzibur. People have to go to work. They have to understand that there are people in the world that, that work for a living, you know. Not everybody can spend all day or, or be at leisure or learning or doing other things. So Tirha the Tzibur is very important. And you'll have to remind me after I speak about an hour and a half. We'll see. Now, this is the first time I have to tell you that I'm involved in a seam of a parish. An official seam of a parent. The Lashon in all the Gemara says, Hadon Allah Me'emesai. So Hadon Allah means you have to go back. Uh, come back to us. Uh, the, uh, the only place where I saw a discussion about a seam on a parent was in a, the notes that were collected when they heard uh, a great uh, Rebbe of mine, one of the great Rebbeim of Klai Yisrael in America, Rav Salavechik, Zalav Yosheber Salavechik, when they finished the first parak of learning Masech Tachul in, in his Seder that he learned in the, in, in the Yeshiva, so they were Messiah that first parak and they asked him to say a few words. So there is a, the notes called in the collection called Conspectus of Notes of the Rav, where he talks about a seum. And the seum was on a particular parish. One of the things he emphasizes is the return and the return to us. So in other words, saying that, that whatever we learned in this first parish should we come back to us and, and the same thing, we should come back to it. We are not bidding farewell. That's a very important point in the learning here of any Masichta, and especially here in the first Perik. Another thing is, wherever you learn, there is something that really jumps out of a problem, a kasha. Where we start out, everything with a Mishnah, no matter what it is, we're asking questions. Kasha is a question, a question. That's the nature of what we call Gemara learning, Shaklavataya, the back give and take are mostly questions, and oftentimes we can't answer them. So what do we do about that? One of my great rabbeim, Rav Shatzkezal, who was the Lomjerov before he came to America, and uh, one of his distinctions was he was a Talmud Muvik in the old Tells Yeshiva in Europe when Rav Shimon Skop was the Magid Shir and developed his methodology of learning. And he was such a distinguished Talmud Chacham of Shatskis that when all of the yeshivas fled to Vilna, when the German invasion came into Poland, and they came to Vilna and the Soviets came in there, uh, he was asked, all, some of the great Rosh yeshivas had passed away, and all, Rabbi Chaim had just been nifter 
there in Vilna, and uh, Bear was Nifter in Kamenetz. So who did he ask to say be the Magid Shir for all of the Bnei Yeshivas to resume a Seder? That was Rav Shatzkezal. So he once said, not once, many times, and there were questions, and he was a very, very sharp mind. Uh, a man who was already an elderly, elderly of, but his mind was as sharp as quick as any young Ilui, Yeshiva Bacher. So he said, He said, the problem always not to answer all the questions, but you have to know what's difficult. You can't, which is a lesson. Many times people go through life, they don't know difficult. You have to know what's difficult and try to attack the problems, but you don't become paralyzed by the difficulties. Difficulties. When you learn Gemara, you have certain kashas, you can't go further. There are many stories about that, that you must continue learning regardless of the difficulties. Later on, it could be uh, next week or next year or years later, you might come to an answer. It suddenly all falls into place. So at this time, when you finish your finished or completed, I hate to use the word finished, but have completed the first parak of Brachas, you have to keep in mind whatever problems you might have had, the more one of the great things is to review it. And at the beginning, especially of this, what Rav Cohen has called the Chavoshas, just a point of information and clarification that in Boston there were two Chavoshas. There was the original Chavoshas. There was a shul called the Chevroshah Shul. It was there in Dorchester, boarding on Roxbury in those area. And that shul never never got beyond the basement. They had a basement area that was built, and they were never able to complete the top part of the building. But that was the Chevro, the shul was called the Chevroshah of Boston. My late brother-in-law, Zechai Savitsky, known as the leader Ilui, well, when he was brought into Boston, he was the Rav of the Chevroshas, of, of that particular shul, which was a long distance from his house where he lived, but that's where he used to give constantly a shear. Then there was the Chevroshas HaKlolis, that was Motsoi, every Motsoi Shabbos, Rav Salavech Exile, used to give a shear where hundreds of people used to come, all kinds of people, not only uh, Lundin, but laymen used to come from surrounding towns and be there when he used to give this weekly Shir Chevro Shas HaKloli. So that's a point of information. It was a distinction to be part of these great groups of uh, people that were learning Teva in depth and understand by G'dayla Yisrael, by people that were outstanding, world-famous Talmidi Chachamim. One of the things I would like to mention here is that Hevashas, uh, we start out by learning Masech the Brachas. Now, I think anyone that went to a yeshiva never started with learning Brachas. He didn't even touch it. I could say I'm an exception because in my early, the early years of learning Gemara, I was introduced to Gemara by a private Rebbe and spent hours with him for years, we started Masech the Brachas. Brachas was the first Gemara that I ever learned, so it brings back specific memories. And what is the significance of starting Shas with Brachas? And that the Rambam deals with. The Rambam, and at one time or another, when you get to it, uh, 
and, and at the end of the Vilna editions, which we have all the offsets of the, the Gemara, that were Gemaras from the original Ram Shas in Vilna, you have the Perush HaMishnayis of the Rambam, but especially his Hagdoma, his introduction to the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. We actually, which is an introduction to Talmud, to the study of the, the Mishnah, which is the basis of Talmud, where the Rambam has a very extensive, a lot of it is philosophical, and many concepts come out of there. But one of the things that he talks about is why did we start, he's saying, with the Seder of, of dealing with Brachos, and why did we start with the Seder of Zoyim. Brachas belongs in the Seder of Zoyim. We all know there's Shisha Sidre Mishnah, which they emphasize. It's easy to uh, remember the Rasha Tevis of the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. It's like an Alabe Zman Nokat. Zman Zoyim Mayad Noshim, the Zikin Kochim Taharas. That's the Rasha Tevis. So the Rambam asks, right there, you will take a look. He said he calls it the Seder Ashishi, has several uh, rules and clothing and groupings. Uh, the Rambam is known, I don't have to describe Rambam's methodology, very logical, very orderly. He was a tremendous Masader, placing things in an order and juxtaposing, putting things together that had connection. So he comes right to the, why did I start with the Seder of Zoyim? Why did they start with Mayat? You would think, let's start with Mayat. Talk about Shabbos, Yantav, and all of that. Why start with the Seder of Zeroyim, seeds? And most of Zeroyim, Baruch is the only one in Bavli that has Gemara on it. The rest, there is no Gemara. On Peya, on Demai, on Tumas, on Maishas, all the other Mesichtas that you have, only the Yerushalmi has that has Gemara and those Mesichtas, and some of it is not complete. So why start with Zoyim? So Rambam's are very practical. He says that you have to start with Zoyim in order to make to live, to live a life, or so forth. You have to have food. How are you going to have food? You know, he doesn't say, but in order to learn, you have to have sustenance. So Zoyim, when you plant, and you have food, you have the wheat and you have everything that you make bread out of and so forth. That's what he's implying. That's what you have to start with. And in order to consume the food, you have to make a bracha. You have bracha. So that's the logic. Why we start with, have started with that. Now, why is it that the Gemara says in Shabbos, and Lamad Aleph, Omad Aleph, to what brings a Pasuk from Yeshayo Anovi, Brings a puzzle from Yeshayoa Novi, and these are the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Amuna means Zoyim. So, why is that called Zoyim? Amuna means faith. So, there's a little taste there on that daf that cites the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says, that the, like the farmer, who, what does he do? Who zorea, he plants a seed. He zorea, umaymen b'chaya olam. Because the farmer has to have faith that things are going to grow. There's going to be good weather. 
if there isn't good weather which is controlled by Kodesh Baruch the whole world of nature everything goes to no avail so where is there a tremendous effort and projection of faith that's the one who plants a seed so we have to start out with emuna, with faith which implies a, a tremendous idea of Yerushamayim you can't learn Torah in its entirety on the underlying theme is that we have faith in HaKadosh Baruch that it brings to Yerushamayim uh, the uh, the idea of Talmud, of learning, being devoid of Yerushalayim, does not play the role in Torah thinking. It's not an intellectual subject. It's not a subject matter that, you know, is good to exercise the brain, which it does. You know, question about it. But you have to have that sense of emunah, of faith, that what we're learning is the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch, the Torah Shabal Peh, Basically, it was given to Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai in interpreting the Teresh of Iksav. What we have begun here, everybody that has begun in Dafashu, anyone starts learning Masif the Brachas, is already making a statement that he's believing in the Teresh of Alper and he's believing in the Muna of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's as a part of that tremendous idea of the Seder. And what is to me is extremely important in speaking about the Dafa Shavua. The concept of Dafa Shavua, when I used to live in, in the, in the uh, metropolitan area of New York, the late Rav Taitz, Rav Pinchas Taizal, whom I knew, he was in the adjoining city. I was lived in the city of Newark, New Jersey, and Elizabeth, New Jersey, was the city that was near it. It was not as large as Newark. In fact, I remember Rav Taitz, when he came to the yeshivas of Yitzhak Ochanan in 1942, and they used to celebrate in the yeshiva Balfour Day. Balfour Day. That was a celebration. There was no state of Israel or anything else. There was a celebration. And the yeshiva, which had a a whole approach of religious Zionists and everything else. So the one that was the head of the SOY, the student organization of Yeshiva, remember who he was, Rabbi uh, uh, Usher Reichel, he, he introduced Rabbi Tights, who then looked like a fairly nice young man about just barely, I don't think it was 40 years old, he said, uh, introducing Rabbi Pichas Tights from the village of Elizabeth. Uh, that village, over 100,000 people, at least at that time. And Newark was a half a million people. That was, that was an unusual thing. And he got up and he spoke about the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. That's it. There was no political involvement in this, this presentation. So he was the one that had built Yiddishkeit in that town, in that city, even before Newark, New Jersey, which was much larger. He had a day school there before. And later he introduced on his radio program the Daf Hashavur. That's what it was. They printed Gemaras that still had the stamp of Daf Hashavur. We used to use them in the Young Gezola Borough Park when we had, as part of our congregation there, a Daf Hashavur in the afternoon, an hour before Mincha. We learned through several Mesichtas. It took time over the years, but I remember we were Messiah. Such Mesichtas like started out with a smaller one, like Beitza, 
Mayat Cotton, and then we started with bigger accomplishments with Kedushan and Ksubis and so forth. That's what we were, that we learned through on the Daf HaShavuah. At that time, our attendees were about on a Shabbos afternoon between 60 to 70 Balabatim that used to come to learn the Daf, the Daf HaShavuah. So that's where the concept comes from, but we always waited for the Siyam to the end of the Masichta. And, of course, it's helpful that you can have a Siyam in principle at the end of this Pelik. And that's extremely important because you have started, really, this accomplishment of getting into Teo Shabal Peh. And the, what's most significant is the first word of Shas is Me'emasai. When? A time thing. Generally, you would think when you start a, a certain great subject, you give an introduction. Give an introduction of rules and so forth. The Mishnah gives no such introduction. You plunge right in. When? When do we mamasai kailin shma be'arvin? When do you do that? And the word when is a time frame. You use that to indicate time. It's like telling each one of us, well, when are you going to start learning? When? We don't ask, do I need an introduction? Do I need a, a speech to tell me to start learning? No, aim aside. When? When? At what moment? When do we start? And this is a, an idea like Hillel said, aim aside. If not now, when? In other words, you can't delay. You can't put it off for the next day, the next week, the next month. You have to get right into it. And that's what the is teaching us that if you want to get into meaning and even uh, intellectual philosophy or so forth, first get into the text of the Mishnah and the Gemara. Then you'll be able to come out with the thoughts and the meaning. It will all come into place. And what is extremely important before Pesach is that you started the Seder of Zoyim, the Seder of Mishnah. In this coming week, the next week in Yom Hashem will be already past the first Seder. There used to be a joke in Jewish life that all year round Jewish community has no Seder. Jews have no Seder. It's all mixed up. The only time there's a Seder is on Pesach. But Baruch Hashem, you have to say that when we're learning Shas, there is a Seder. Yesh Seder le Mishnah. In that there's a discussion whether it's in one Mesechta or in different Mesechta, but Yesh Seder. So at this time I want to give a Yashikeach to all of those who participate in the Daf HaShavuah. The Daf HaShavuah should be something which is Hadun Aloch, should have constantly come back to us. We should remember it. We should deal with it. We should not be detached from it. It's just like this is what Rav Soloveitchik said at that time at the Siyam of the Pelech. It's like as someone who is, uh, has a member of the family. You say goodbye, but you expect to see them. You're still a member. You haven't broken off contacts or so forth. This is part of our Torah family. All of these dopping, all of these, these what they call the folios, the pages, the words, the lines, no matter what it is, is a member is part of us. And it should always be part of us. It should be Hadron Allah. So Mazel Tov on the Siyam. May we be Zecher to learn many other Prokim, many other Mesichthas, until the Zman that you will be able to greet Mashiach Tzitkena B'mhera B'yameinu. Amen. 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 Amen.
Still plenty of food left.